This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. This episode explores the fifth of the eight non-dual beatitudes of Jesus. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Merciful. The word literally means full of mercy. And it describes how we are to relate to others. Now, our first hearing this may sound dualistic because relating to others, other people, other things, whatever, is by nature dualistic. All relationships presuppose at least two parties. So that means duality. For that reason, some people think duality has nothing to do with relationships. Some people seeking liberation from this dualistic world avoid relationships and focus exclusively on the interior life. That is the whole point of becoming an ascetic. Even Jesus' disciples left family to follow Jesus. So did Jesus leave his family. So did the Buddha. So did a lot of spiritual leaders. Many sincere spiritual seekers have gone off by themselves and lived alone in a forest or in a desert or in a cave. There's a long tradition in both India and in the Middle East, both in Hinduism and in Christianity. I'm thinking here of the desert fathers and mothers in Egypt, people who became wandering ascetics or hermits in order to avoid relationships and focus on salvation or liberation. Yet there is an equally strong tradition of the spiritual life lived in community. The Buddhists take refuge in the Sangha, the Buddhist community. Christians have the church. The fact is that humans need other humans. It's how we have survived as a species. So people have tried to strike a balance by surrounding themselves only with like-minded, spiritually-minded people, whether that be in monasteries or ashrams or sectarian churches or religious communities or communes or other types of intentional communities. The truth is that most of us will find ourselves with other people. And other people are not obstacles to the spiritual life. This is all an expression of non-duality. So we need to know how to relate to people in a way that is consistent with what we have seen of non-dual reality. Even though we know we are all one divine self, 
we find ourselves relating to other selves. That's the nature of human life. The question becomes how to live an authentic life that expresses non-dual reality in the midst of dualistic relationships. And that's what this beatitude of Jesus is about. Part of the non-dual lifestyle, if you want to call it that, is to be merciful. Blessed are the merciful. I think mercy is related to the Buddhist virtue of compassion. The Buddha was compassionate. The Christ was merciful. They are two facets of the same gem. In fact, the eight beatitudes could be pictured as an eight-faced or faceted gem. To be merciful means not to condemn. It means not to judge. Jesus deals with this later in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, judge not lest you be judged. He said in full, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's just another way of saying, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. What is the origin, the source of this mercy? The source of mercy is known to awareness. Mercy comes from first-hand knowledge that we are one with others. We extend mercy to others because we are the others. We love our neighbor as ourselves because we know that we are our neighbor. They are ourself. Our neighbors literally are self, capital S. We love them as ourself. We love our enemies because we see that our enemy is us. We have met the enemy and he is us, as Pogo said. That is what most traditional Christians do not get. Unfortunately, traditional Christianity has strayed from Jesus's original non-dual teaching and has become very dualistic. They see the world in terms of us and them. Everything's black and white, divided between believers and non-believers, deceived and the lost, heaven or hell, saints and sinners, good and evil, righteous and unrighteous, and so on and so forth. For that reason, Christianity has historically been prone to demonize others, people who act and think differently than we do. They demonize the adherents of other religions, even calling them demon worshipers and followers of Satan. Christians think that they're the only ones going to heaven because they live in a dualistic worldview. For that reason, they have a hard time with mercy. Their concept of mercy is very limited, very dualistic. They picture God as a judge who condemns his enemies and consigns them to eternal hell while ushering Christians alone into a celestial paradise. Mercy, as far as traditional Christianity under understands it, is extended only to true believers, to cre true Christian believers who meet the right standards involving doctrine and morals and beliefs and rituals. Only those who qualify 
are eligible for mercy, going to this way of thinking. But mercy, by definition, is not for those who deserve it. It's for those who do not deserve it. Otherwise, it's not mercy. That means it's for everyone or no one. Likewise, the merciful open their hearts to everyone. This means breaking down all barriers between us and the other. There's no us and other when it comes to mercy. There's not two, there's only one. Mercy is at heart non-dual. Mercy is unconditional. If it is not, it's not mercy. The prime example of mercy in the ministry of Jesus is the gospel story of the woman caught in adultery. The title and the situation of the story is very sexist to start with because it's men judging a woman. If the woman in the story was caught in adultery, as her accusers say, that means there was a man committing adultery with her. Well, where is he? Maybe it was another woman. If it had been another woman, you'd be sure there would have been two women dragged into the temple and brought before Jesus. In any case, you can't have adultery by yourself. Yet the man who commit adultery is not presented before the crowd to be stoned to death. Only the woman is. You can be certain that the man got mercy from the men, but not this woman. As far as they were concerned, she was going to be judged to the fullest extent of the law. Anyway, this scene takes place in the temple court. Some Pharisees and teachers of the law drag this woman before Jesus. And they say, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? The narrator of the story goes on to say that they were actually trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus did not say a mumbling word, as the African-American spiritual says. He just doodles in the dust with his finger while he's thinking how to respond. They keep demanding an answer. So finally, he stands up and says, let him without sin cast the first stone. And he goes back to doodling in the sand. This is the turning point in the story as each of the accusers silently drop their stones and walk away, beginning with the oldest, it says. Finally, only Jesus and the woman are left. He stands, looks around him and says to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I, Go and sin no more. Jesus showed mercy. He did it in a way that demonstrated to all of her accusers that they were no different than this woman. And that's the message of the story. And that's the message of non-duality. When we see ourselves in others, then we are merciful to others. Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Now, some preachers make a big deal of the fact that Jesus told the woman, go and sin no more. It's like they're thinking and they're saying, okay, Jesus is calling this woman a sinner, see? 
the ego of these male preachers desperately wants still to judge this woman as a sinner. I mean, they have to let her go because that's what the story says Jesus did, but they're just waiting for her to sin again so they can stone her. For them, mercy means two strikes and you're out. But that completely misses the point. Jesus is dramatically teaching religious leaders not to judge, but to extend mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Beatitude is equally true in reverse. Blessed are those who have received mercy, for they are merciful. When we have experienced the unconditional acceptance of non-dual reality, then it is naturally expressed in the way that we treat others. We are merciful when the crowds around us are not merciful. We are expressions of non-dual mercy in an unmerciful world. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.